is certainly raking in the cash, and why wouldn't he? He's a rider on top form, and he's winning nearly everything he enters. But what about the salaries of the other riders in the peloton? These haven't changed much over the past 10 to 15 years and can be as low as 35,000 euros. Going up from there depends a lot on other factors, and we get some help understanding this from the Escape Collective's resident secret rider. That's on today's show, and also I have news on bike launches from Canyon and Bianchi, a glimpse at potential next-generation SRAM access shifters and some other tasty treats, and of course, Peter Sagan's real retirement plans for 2024. But we're starting this show with inside baseball on nutrition and pro rider salaries from The Secret Rider. Hello, I'm Damien Roos and welcome to Quick Spin. If you're new here, our Quick Spin compiles all of the cycling-related things from the net in an easy-to-digest format with all the best news and views. And like I always say, I watch, read and listen to all the news, so you don't have to, but you can find the links to everything on the show in the show notes. Let's get into it. The Secret Rider is back, and this time at the Escape Collective. Here are the best tidbits from this installment, including the nutrition insights like no one having room for veggies anymore or the staggering figure of 130 grams per hour of carbs that Team Uno X were consuming at the Tour de France. And to get this, no one is on the natural food kick that Alan Lim started, so no rice cakes, no tarts, and no bananas are being eaten while racing anymore. The only other interesting part is to talk about rider salaries. Starting with a little known fact that some riders are employees and others are contractors, which is shady AF. But the steps in salary go something like this. The minimum wage for a neo-pro employment contract is still about 35,000 euros. And for a self-employed contract, it's around 42,000 euros. Most neo-pros who have a promising future would start on about 50,000 euros. After a few years, if that rider turns into a reliable domestic, he'll be on about 100 to 200,000 euros. Riders with good results and a solid career under their belt, but not getting those results much anymore, are on anything up to 1 million euros. The highest paid rider right now is today Pagacha, and he's on around 7 million euros. Ineos and UAE seem to have the highest rider wages, but for the rest of the teams, it really depends on the nationality of the rider. For example, a pretty average French rider could get 200,000 euros at Groupama FDG, but if they were to go to Jumbo Visma, they might be worth only 120,000 or something like that. It all has to do with sponsors and things of that nature. Finally, bonus clauses in contracts are now highly individual. My edit here is that I have heard of everything from 50,000 euros up to 250,000 euros for a win. Thanks for the insights, Mr. Pro. And now we move on to Peter Sagan News. Cycling News reports that Sagan is confirmed to race with the specialized factory racing mountain bike team in 2024. And like Carly Fretz talks about in his article on Sagan, I want mountain bikes to bring the old Sagan back. Right now, we have a version of Sagan that is not at his best. 
and it's in more than just cycling. Having recently been hit again with charges related to drinking after he was pulled over on a scooter at 11.30 in the morning. He was breathalyzed and found to have a blood alcohol content of 1.45 milligrams a litre, six times the legal limit in Monaco. And Kaylee has spoken with a few riders who know him, all of whom ask not to be named, but have described him with some version of having spent a few years not in a good place. A man lost without purpose. I'm sure we all wish him well in giving MTB another crack. And hey, if Nino Scherter can still be up there, there is no reason Sargon can't be, right? Bike Radar reports a new patent from SRAM in the article, Will We Wear the Next Generation SRAM Axis Shifters? The SRAM Axis Shifters patent proposes wearable wireless shifters integrated into gloves, allowing pressure-sensitive resistors to wirelessly activate derailleur shifts. The concept is applicable to road cycling and could potentially be used for suspension adjustment or dropper post control. Voice-activated shifting is also explored as a potential option. SRAM-sponsored MTB athletes have been customizing access buttons, indicating potential interests in the technology and the top three advantages discussed in this article are, number one, customizable actions. The wearable system allows for customizable actions such as these finger flicks, compression and extension, enabling riders to perform gear changes from various hand positions on a drop handlebar. Number two, ergonomic advantage. The system could offer an ergonomic advantage by reducing the need for riders to move their hands on the handlebar to shift gears. This could result in a more consistent grip and potentially safer control. And the third and final one, hands-free operation. The article suggests that the system's voice-activated shifting option could provide a hands-free and safer method for gear changes, particularly during riding situations where using hands to shift might be challenging. Moving on to products, numerous websites have reported that the new Canyon Endurance Road Bike has all of the features that you'd want in an endurance bike in 2023. Well, there's the VCLS 2.0 suspension seat post that is unique to Canyon, but of course, we get larger tire clearance, up to 35 millimeters, which is the same as my 2018 gravel bike. Whew. And an internal frame storage compartment called the load box, which sits on the top tube. No down tube diving here. And as you can see, it doesn't look like it has on-the-fly access. So it's less about storing your food and more about storing tools, tubes, and other essentials. Inside the load box is a neoprene sleeve like a sausage casing that includes pockets for the Canyon 3-in-1 tool, Dynaplug, and a 16-gram CO2 cartridge. The bike will come with the sleeve, but the rest of it, the accessories and tools, you'll need to purchase those on your own or fit in the tools that you already have at home. There's the obligatory cable tuck for aerodynamic improvements. As for versions available, there's a top-tier ultralight CFR version available with Shimano Dura-Ace DI2, SRAM ETAP Access, or Campagnolo Super Record Wireless Group Sets.
The pricing starts at 4,200 US or 3,700 euro for the CF SLX7 DI2 version and goes up to 9,000 for the CFRWRL model. Other bikes launched include the Bianchi Ultra Race and updated its Sprint Road Bikes as seen on road.cc. The Ultra Race offers adapted features for a broader audience inspired by Ultra's RC Aerotech. What does this mean? Aero tube shapes and integrated cable routing. That's a pretty standard update at this point. The Bianchi Ultra Race is available in Shimano 105 Mechanical for around 3,400 euros and 105 DO2 for around 4,350 euros and they both come in Celeste or Graphite finishes. The Sprint model is based on the Specialisma features, integrated cable routing and an updated setup. And there are two versions available. As with the Ultra Race, you can have both the Bianchi Sprint built with either Shimano 105 Di2 or Shimano 105 Mechanical. They also do a bit of sleuthing in this article, suggesting there is evidence from Bianchi's website suggesting the inclusion of a 12-speed Shimano 105 group set indicating a potential upcoming release. Saying that evidence from Bianchi's website includes listings for 105 DI2 12-speed and references to 105 12-speed in URLs, while some details are conspicuously absent, such as the number of speeds for the mechanical version and complete part numbers, the in indications here point towards the existence of a 12-speed mechanical 105 group set. So despite some uncertainty, the evidence strongly supports the notion that this new group set will be introduced in the near future. This one's for all the cyclists with time to kill, the ones that have the time to take off their chain, clean it, and then wax it. It's Silka's ultimate chain stripper and wax prep as the rather accurate name suggests. Silka's formula claims to be biodegradable. It combines concentrated degreaser with a primer that's said to improve wax adhesion. It can be used on the bike or for immersion in preparation for hot melt waxing, which we all know is the real waxing. Now they're claiming a clean chain in 10 minutes, so I guess this is a move to get everybody involved in the exciting world of chain waxing, or at least reduce the time and the number of chemicals required to properly prep a factory greased chain. The chain stripper is available on its own in a 473 milliliter bottle or a 118 milliliter bottle bundled with Silka's super secret chain coating. Now this one excites me. Oxford-based company Streamlines has introduced the former sensor designed to enhance a cyclist's aerodynamic riding position. Unlike drag measurement devices, Forma provides real-time feedback on head and chest positioning, aiding riders in maintaining optimal aerodynamic posture. The sensor compatible with Garmin devices relays position data relative to a preset ideal, assisting adjustments. The general features that the former includes, uh, it measures head and chest position within two millimeters. Real-time feedback indicates relative to ideal position. Post-ride data viewable via fit files connects to Garmin displays, laser alignment with precision adjuster and a quarter turn or custom mount. If you're still not sure why this is a super useful product, the problem with aero testing is not getting the lowest CDA number or staying in a position for the test. It's what happens when you leave the wind tunnel or the velodrome after you've done your aero testing. 
How do you know you're staying in the most aero position? This device would not only give you guidelines, but also help you train your body to stay in that best position in training and under a race pace. No wonder it's used by Team Yumbo Visma for aerodynamic development. And honestly, it's not that expensive. The former sensor costs 475 pounds and it attaches to the bike via a quarter turn mount for quick setups. And that's our quick spin around the world of cycling. Ride well and catch you next time.